With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to what I don't mind telling you is going to be a jam-packed edition of the Transfer Podcast. I'm Trev Denny. I'm still here in my field in beautiful rural Ireland podcasting away to you. And as ever, I am joined by the man with the info, our man on the inside when it comes to transfers, Mr. Dave Davis. How are you, my friend? Uh, honestly, just looking forward to this one. There is that much to cover, Trev. This is a genuinely looking forward to it. It feels like there is a lot here. I mean, I don't think I've seen you send me on a sort of a show summary, which has as many twists and turns. So you'll allow us or me a little bit of leeway, folks, if I'm not uh, just covering all the things on my little tee ups for Dave, because there's going to be a couple of times we're going to have to pause and have a little chat because there's quite a lot going on here, to say the least. Moving parts is what I call the last show. But it's even more applicable here. So we'll start off because there is an elephant in the room and that elephant is in a very smouldering shape uh, of Mr. Dominic Sabozlai. And there, it's a story that none of us expected, I don't think. I mean, obviously, there was sort of like, well, there's a guy I'd like Liverpool to be linked with type stories, but there was never anything tangible at all. And then. Along comes Mr. Ornstein with what was, if we're honest, a vague enough kind of idea about how we were. What was the key word here? Exploring options to perhaps sign Dominic Sabozlai. Will you walk us through what's happened? Because I believe, Dave, you've got wind of yet another little twist in this. Yeah, in mimicking your style somewhat, Trev, it's a buzz light and everyone wants the truth, don't they, and to know what's going on, that sort of contrast. It's, this is a fascinating one. It's fascinating for a, a number of reasons. I mean, let's be honest, he's a player that the majority of Reds would love to get over to Anfield. You know, he's one that's been name-checked by a lot of people in almost a, almost a fantasy draft style, you could call it. So that's part of the the mix already. Like you said, the Ornstein report got everyone excited. And then when you read it, you're kind of thinking, yeah, okay, it sounds like it's a you know difficult deal to do. The standard phrases like you say. So there's a bit of a, a dampening maybe of expectations. So naturally, as I'm sure everyone's been doing, everyone's been scouring their various channels to find information. We've been naturally asking every journal we possibly can, borderline harassment to get info on this. So probably the, the biggest updates I can give, and I have to be honest, as a contrast here, a couple of them are slightly negative, I had to say. So it's not out yet fully, but David Lynch, we had him, great journal on Media Matters, was saying that his information, his sources are that 
it don't get too excited. It's very much to almost encourage Newcastle to almost make their bid, and Newcastle are the favourites. There's a bit of a negative slant there. Checking with other sort of Junos that we know, we also got a, a similar steer. They're very much saying that, you know, that they're being told that, that Newcastle are the favourites, and either their sources are lying or sort of a bum steer that way. However, Trev, literally, as we've also got from, as you say, borderline harassment, I'm pretty sure there's a restraining order waiting for me someday. But in the last part of today, we had it, Trev. His agent has been in Liverpool over the last few days. So Bosley's agent has been in Liverpool over the last few days. Now, does that mean a deal's done? No. Does it mean it's going to be agreed? No. But there's a lot of things, isn't there, just coming out and the suggestions that even, you know, a Hungarian journalist suggested today he would pick Anfield over Newcastle. It feels like the game is a foot for Zabozlai and Christ, I am praying we win it, Trev. I really am. But mixed messages at the moment, all to play for, eh? <laughs> We're nearly at the stage where people are tracking Mercedes Vito vans and uh, planes uh, at this point because that's what it will kick up to. It does, we, it, they won't need us to encourage them, Dave. I saw that interview. Well, listen, I, I read it. I couldn't have my volume on my phone and there were subtitles there. So I was able to read what that Hungarian journalist was talking about, how he would choose Klopp and Europa League over um, <clears throat> Newcastle United and Champions League, which I don't know, take it for what it is. But when when a couple of more pieces of these circumstantial evidence come together, well, you, yeah, it's, it, it's hard not to get excited. I, I agree with you entirely. I would really, really be hoping that this might be one that would uh, get done. Now, to skip just a little bit on your agenda here and to keep going with the potential incomings, could we skip on to having a look at the latest news around Romeo Lavia? Because, again, he seems to be, as you said here, back on the agenda. There are also some comments around and about Graven Birch, who I think at this stage people have already made up their minds about uh, and have decided to get into a camp one or the other and of course in the same sort of vein as what you were talking about about with perhaps what Sabozlai might have been rumoured to be doing with his agent uh, to, to get to use Liverpool to get interest and, and, and a bidding war going or to get Newcastle to pay more we're hearing again about Nicola Barella, rumours uh, about him. Um, and I'm wondering, is that that type of thing? So there's a lot there for you to dig into. Lavia, Gravenberg, Barella, what have we, what have we uh, got down in terms of latest info on all three of those guys? Yeah, the, the overall summary is Liverpool, from, from investigations, what I'm being told, Liverpool have definitely got interest in all these players. They've spoken to all those players' agents, you know, and doing their... And I'm stealing David Lynch's phrase a bit here, due diligence, he said. That's what they're doing, you know, price, availability, they've done all that. Lavia is an interesting one because he hasn't actually been linked with all of the big clubs realistically for an obvious reason because of his high ceiling, for his potential. The sort of latest, the update on Lavia is we are very much still there. We are interested. I know there's been suggestions through a... A few parties, oh, well, you know, Liverpool are set to make a bid. That came out the other day, didn't it, on Twitter? You know, a few, few journals saying that Liverpool, a Belgian one specifically, that, you know, Liverpool have told him they'll make a bid in one or two weeks. I'm not going to lie, Trev, speaking to the journalists, we have, I don't have that at all, just that he's very much a person of interest still, and it's almost waiting to see. Oh, one thing one journal did say about Lavia is the kid's still hedging his bets himself. You know, as much as people are looking for a commitment if that's the right phrase do you want to come to us the kid is specifically hedging his bets that way as well looking at options Gravenberg Christ he's taught more than played games this season hasn't he even in between the these Euros under 21 tournament before during and now almost after because Holland are out aren't they you know the thing that was quite interesting was his last interview, very much the last one he said, you know, I'm at Bayern Munich, lads. I'm in one of the, the top three clubs in the world. Why would I be looking to go anywhere? You know, it's it's a really strange all the things he's come out with because he's previously talked about, you know, how I need to be playing as I move on. You know, it, almost a contrast in himself. Now, 
the, the latest album, Gravel Birch, again, still on the list. This is a bit of speculation from a journal, is it an opinion rather than a fact? But as they said, it did make me think, Liverpool are probably not going to be that keen on a player of that age that talks so much and makes all these comments. You know, that we know how we do business or not, as the case may be. So probably not working in his favour. And then, yeah, Berea, it's... Liverpool love this player. A journo said that to us. Liverpool love this player. There is no doubts about it. He's been in the you know, Klopp's book. They love this player. They've inquired about him, what it would take. The biggest problem they have is the fee into are going to be demanding. You know, any talk of 50 million as Newcastle bid, as he said, ignore that completely. You are talking 70 million upwards. And the big thing that, that we're also getting as well, Trev, is that there's no indication from the player that he's particularly looking to move. There's nothing that says, you know, Berea's ready for a bigger payday, anything like that. There's no, nothing coming out publicly, let's put it that way. So it's, it kind of feels like a watching brief a little bit at the moment, but Christ, it's tense and Christ, I wish it would hurry up as well. But yeah, all to watch, all to play for. Yeah, that hurrying up thing is where I'm going with my next question, but it is interesting. Uh, the way you, you phrased that, uh, I agree with you. I get a bit of a hinky feeling about Graven Birch as a character and the the idea of him fitting in uh, in the way that we know Klopp tends to want to sign lads who are, you know, very solid um, citizens. Uh, so again, I'm not judging um, um, Graven Birch's character. I don't know, but again, we can only get little bits of evidence. And obviously, Dutch lads <laughs> prepare for some uh, racial profiling, people. But you know, I, this is from personal experience and friends. Uh, Dutch people are famously outspoken and direct, so yeah. perhaps that's something we have to factor in there as well. Uh, but the the way I was going with this is, you know, in the title to this, you mentioned, you know, the, the calm before the storm after the 30th of June. And we've all been watching the clips of young Turam um, playing uh, um, for his international team. And, 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 and most of us have been very, very excited by what we've been seeing. And we all know that that's one that's ongoing in terms of our interest. At least we hope it is. But this... T- 30th of June deadline, do you think it's actually going to have a bearing on things? Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. I, I do, mate. I really do. It's And we'll kind of come on to it later. It's why certain clubs are trying to do business really fast in terms of FFP. It's why some clubs are waiting in terms of FFP. It affects what some can do going forward in terms of FFP. It, it, it is a key day. Uh, I really do believe that in the way. And it kind of shows, as we'll talk about later, in the way certain clubs are doing. And I'm not saying, though, just to be clear, I don't mean on the first of, you know, one minute past midnight on the 1st of July, bang, everything starts happening because it's already going insane, isn't it, a little bit. But, yeah, I think really from early July, it will ratchet up big time. Well, with that in mind, um, most people around... Liverpool fandom have decided that, and sensibly, uh, most of them had this in their head last summer, if they were in that sensible camp, that the midfield needs addressing. And it would appear we're very much going about our business with that in mind in terms of the uh, consistently linked players. Again, defence is something that I think does need addressing, but it might be the lesser of those two particular um, needs at the moment. And then 
I think the majority of us are happy enough with the attacking players that we've got, to say the least, and that there's a lot of potential there for that to go really well and for certain lads to have big, big years, like a full season of Luis Diaz playing at his uh, at his best is an exciting thing to think about, um, to see if our uh, Uruguayan man will uh, step up to the plate in terms of um, maybe improving his uh, bottom line numbers and goals and stuff like that. These are all things we're looking forward to. So the rumours around attacking recruits have been slim, but there has been consistent links to a certain player. Uh, tell us who they are, who that player is, in case people haven't heard it. Because I know some people have sort of tuned this out, and some people will actually just use this show. Um, because I, I to keep saying, I know that's the type of thing I do, I just a one source, because if you listen to everything, it, it could it could spin your head around. So who's this player that we've been linked with, and how likely do you think it is uh, that there's anything to the link? Yeah, I can keep this really short. So it's, it's almost a repeated link to one so young in Jeremy Doku. I, we asked, reached out to a couple of journalists after there was a few things went out to say Liverpool, you know, he's back on their agenda. As one journalist put it, lad, absolute nonsense. You can dismiss anything with Doku and anything with attackers. Liverpool are not in that market for the window. Asked the other journalist, they're like, yeah, they're, they're not wrong. So it was a, if we're playing guess who, so to speak, Trev, you can knock his title down and forget it and move on to the next one. <laughs> it's oddly reassuring, Dave, I have to say. Uh, so that's players coming in. Uh, we'll finish in a second with someone who had uh, all their, their their flowers and goodbyes and uh, I was lucky enough to be present uh, at his last game in Anfield. We'll talk a little bit about him in a second. And um, uh, an older um, red as well. But let's finish, or let, let's start at the process of finishing our Liverpool section by having a look at uh, Liverpool outgoings. Now, <clears throat> the Carvalho, Carvalho story has a lot of people scratching their heads, uh, the specifics of the deal. Um, some people wondering, what, a, what are we playing at here exactly? What is the idea behind it? I want you to talk to, talk to us about that. And then we've got two more players um, We've got someone heading to Aberdeen on loan, it looks like. And for the love of God, can we find Nat Phillips a home? Can we please find Nat Phillips a home? And why is it that it seems as if the new boy may not necessarily be helping in that situation when it comes to finding Nat Phillips a home? So Carvalho, Williams, Phillips, talk to us. Crazy. Yeah, the, the Carvalho one, this, this is fascinating because everyone's thinking, why has it taken us so, so long just to get a loan sold almost a couple of weeks with Red Bull Leipzig? And a bit of an exclusive here because we, we talked to, to David Lynch, who broke the story on it, you know, previously, and gave us a, an update that basically the negotiations have been going back and forth, Trev. So in simple terms, they wanted a permanent deal to start with. They made an offer. We said, well, publicly, we said, no, you know, not, not interested at all. However, they didn't come anywhere near our valuation. Then round two, so they go for a multi-year loan with an option rejected. A one-year loan with an option rejected. Then, Trav, the latest is that, yes, he is going. There's an agreement, and it's kind of almost a spoiler alert this for Media Matters, but there is an agreement after the year with Red Bull it will be looked at again. So just to be clear, as it stands with this deal, and he's literally over there doing his medical as we speak, it's a one-year loan with no option at all. However, there's almost a gentleman's agreement, as David Lynch put it, between the clubs. It will be reviewed to look at the option of extending. Red Bull pushed really hard for this, but, you know, as the suggestions were, they just didn't meet what we wanted. Reese Williams, like we said, season-long loan, to Aberdeen, Liverpool, bizarrely, as a few journalists have said, won't answer the question about is there a loan fee involved, which is Liverpool are quite honest and upfront about fees. You know, they're quite, how to put this, keen to blow their own trumpet in negotiations, you know, even if they feed it to, to Patch Juno, so to speak, but being very, you know, undisclosed about that, which is a bit strange. But as it was also said, this is very much to get him playing because he missed the last half of the season in the Championship. He was sent back from his loan. So if they're going to get any value out of him, it's got to be this way. And Nat Phillips, Trev, do you know what? I was eating my tea not long ago 
And this is what I thought of. And I actually thought of Nat Phillips when I saw this. It was one of those RSPCA adverts. You know what it says? Your £3 a month could give. And I thought, could I give Nat Phillips £3 a month to help him get a new club or a new agent or something? Honestly, just felt so bad for the lad. It's Leeds are interested. We have that. And people won't remember this or, you know, they say it's not true. But as you know, Trev, we said last summer Leeds were really keen on him, as were Bournemouth, but they didn't come in. Leeds are keen on him, however, not that keen at the 10 million fee or figure requested, as many people have suggested. So I'd love to say keep an eye on the Nat Phillips situation, Trev, but we've been keeping an eye on it for two bloody years, so there's not really much more I can say on that one, to be honest. What what can you tell us about um, Schmatke and, and, and how he's getting involved, if he's getting involved at this stage? Schmacker, the only real updates are that, again, this is from a few journos, doesn't, not engaging too much with journos, and that there was a bit of, not suspicion, that would be the wrong phrase, but a bit of maybe uncertainty, because, you know, sporting directors in Germany are very public figures, but here it's a different breed for him, isn't it, so to speak? So very sort of, not engage. I don't know what the phrase is, but just being careful, shall we say, with what comes out. However... As the other journalists say, likes to provide, I'm trying to think of the words without, you know, getting us into slander territory here, but likes to provide information, shall we say, and not play games. I'm not saying that, but be careful with how things are revealed, shall we say. I'm sure I've probably opened up to 15 types of litigation, but he is making moves, Schmacker, that's all we know. Just because Liverpool aren't confirming deals publicly, as someone said, doesn't mean things aren't happening privately. Love it. I am. I am actually very curious about about his role, about him, uh, about the machinations of him arriving at the club, about the bigger picture concept there, um, the short deal that he has. It's 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 a curiosity for sure, um, and it's one I've found myself very, looking very closely at. So I'm obviously hungry for any information around uh, George Smatchke, but we will find out, as you say, as things go on um, the summer. If it, especially if he's the kind of guy who's inclined to uh, speak to the media, I'm sure uh, that will happen in due course. Now we have. Yet another uh, big name being linked with Saudi Arabia. This time, however, it's um, a massive Reds legend in Bobby Firmino. And today, uh, a man I was writing about only last night uh, in my piece for Anfield Index, which is up here uh, today, part of a two-part piece with Dave Hendrick, me looking at my favourite ever signings, not the best ones, my favourites, and Dave looking at the uh, most disappointing departures. Uh, do give that a read, by the way, folks, if you're uh, having a scroll around the AnfieldIndex.com website. Robbie Fowler is involved in the Saudi situation. Talk to us about both Bob's and what we know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really strange one. I mean, there, there's been a lot of speculation, hasn't there, what's Bobby Firmino's next move? But, you know, a, a lot of journalists who say, Romano's reporting it, that it, it, it's the finer details of making, you know, making this move to Saudi. That is expected. It will happen. The, the God one, as you said, it's just utterly bizarre because there was all that publicity, wasn't there, about Stevie G going over, that he didn't accept videos and all that. And somewhere at some point, you know, Robbie's just snuck on a, like you say, snuck into a Mercedes Vito and got on the plane from John Lennon. And there he is. He's accepting the deal type of thing. So, yeah, Robbie Fowler is going to manage a Saudi side. So, yeah, it, it, this is one. I know they talk about transfers and sometimes they're exaggerated or moves are exaggerated. It's literally come from nowhere, Trev. No one had this until, by the way, is there new manager type of thing. So, from nowhere, but yeah. Bob and Bob, as you said before, looking like a Saudi move. 
Well, look, I'll tell you what, if, if these guys are opening up their checkbooks in the way that they appear to be, nobody can be too surprised. Robbie's always been uh, an astute uh, uh, money man in terms of, you know, we all remember that we all live in a Robbie Fowler house chant. You know, it's it, Robbie's, Robbie's had irons and fires going back to when he was a very young man indeed. So if they are throwing boatloads of money around, I can see uh, that that would tickle his fancy in terms of, well, look, it might be a short-term thing but let's get the payday in and so um you know i find it very hard to do anything would say good luck to him you know uh, sign it up sign get get your get your get your check and and see how it goes um there's entirely too much um, pontificating going on i think uh, from certain people because if you were in that situation Dave I think you have to ask yourself how would you react you know what I mean it's all very well uh, talking about adapting stances and all the rest of it based on um, very serious issues but you know at the end of the day in this sort of uh, you know football world the careers of players and sometimes managers can be short so it's interesting and it uh, looks like as you say it's a done deal we'll keep our eye on that um, and the two bobs and how they get on out there let's go around the league now we kind of have a limited amount of time left in our hour but I guess you and I don't mind going five minutes over our appointed slot here because we need to get through quite a lot of information here the Premier League in terms of uh, not just rumours but actual deals that seem to be on the way uh, has gone nuts and leading the charge and who'd have thought we'd ever say this in the madness and the transfer uh, uh, scenario who'd have ever thought we'd say this is Arsenal Football Club who have looks at to break the British record um, um, for Declan Rice looks set to pay a big chunk of cash for Kai Havertz and of course that is going to have knock-on effects elsewhere but let's just start there with the Rice and Havertz deals and what you know about them what you can tell us about them Rice I believe is going to be a record right yeah, this this is a the fee's just insane. And listen, I, I like Declan Rice as a player. I am not saying he's a bad player, but a, a fee which could be a hundred and five million, Trev, crazy. I mean, the the other thing that's been suggested to us in terms of the total package that his family, his relatives are agents, so they will get a lump sum, and also as part of the deal, Arsenal will pay the loyalty bonus that he's owed to West Ham, i.e. because he's not put a transfer request in, under his contract terms, Declan Rice is owed a lump sum, almost like a part of the deal that way, so that, you know, they'll cover that, so to speak, so that's just insane. Like you said, Kai Havertz is now, is now pretty much, that's that's been done, he's had all his, his shirts, the media, all that type of thing, literally, and we'll come to this in the Chelsea section, a large part of that is because of the 30th of June, it really is, but yeah, they're, they're talking a deal up to 68, 69 million suggestions. So, I mean, Arsenal are not going to stop there either. You know, I can't really think of another way to describe it. I don't know where all this money's coming from. They are just not going to stop. So the other update that we had as well, Trev, even today, just before, is they're close to a deal now for Timber, Drury and Timber at Ajax, so talking around 45 million. So Arsenal are all set to break through the 200 million pound barrier any day soon. And I won't yeah that's quick sums about 215 million for three players um yeah again who'd have thought it right who'd have thought it and maybe maybe it's wishful thinking on my part but it seems like it seems like a very cavalier way to go spending your money if you're Arsenal Football Club perhaps uh, we'll all be eating humble pie and they will be the exact additions that that team needs to go on and uh, uh, conquer all before them I know several people who are skeptical about that though in terms of um, how much those two maybe even three arrivals could lift Arsenal further um, especially considering maybe one or two might be going the other way anyway let's have a look and see as it as it develops but that's obviously the big story because it's got the biggest amount of money swilling around but you know with Manchester United and Chelsea you can always be sure that there'll be someone uh, one of them who looked to upstage everybody by spending more money uh, on perhaps an ill-advised deal Let's start with United, who are, 
I think possibly shake, rocking a little bit because Mr. De Gea caused a little bit of a mess. I want you to talk us through that because there were a few twists and turns in that De Gea story that most people maybe might not followed. I know I didn't know anything about it at all until I read this and then I went going looking looking it up and seeing what was what, what it was all about. So this is really interesting, quite dramatic. And then there are lots of links, of course. Um, they're looking at a couple of players. Uh, there might be something that's, um, uh, if not exclusive, but very, very recent that we can possibly hint at in terms of an incoming there. And we know that they, like everybody with money, uh, are being linked to Moises Caicedo. Um, and it looks as if Mr. Bloom's going to do very, very well out of Moises. So I, I, start the ball rolling. And if you feel like you need to take a breath on any stage, just uh, put up a flag there and I'll fill some time. Also, sorry, listeners, for uh, uh, sort of absentmindedly punching my pop shield there. It was an awful bang you heard as Dave was talking. That was just me um, flailing my arms around. Uh, so, Get the ball rolling, Dave, if you would, with De Gea. A crazy list. I mean, this United and Chelsea section, Trev, I don't even use one, but I've bought an inhaler for talking about this just in case I need it. It's absolutely insane. So, De Gea, I just can't understand this. We knew he's on, or we know he's on a huge, ginormous contract to Old Trafford. You know, they're talking about 375000 a week coming to an end. So that's part of the issue around renewing his performances, footwork, all those types of things. So United, Trev, offer him a reduced contract, significantly reduced. No one's got exact figures, but that's the term being used, significantly reduced. De Gea signs that reduced contract. All would be good, you think, wouldn't it? Oh, no, Trev. United themselves do not sign that contract and say to De Gea, Trev, sorry, we've not signed it. So on that basis that we've not agreed to it, we've not signed it, even though we've sent it to you, we're going to have to review it. And now, Trev, they've offered him an even lower than the one he just signed. I mean, I've never heard of anything like this in football. And I've got to be honest, and opinion-wise, United's transfers, I mean, the way they've operated in the last few years, as agents call it, it's the circus coming to town type of job. But if De Gea's got any self-respect, he will just, you know, walk away, ignore all this, you know, move on type of thing. The only thing that's really been flagged, and everyone's jumped on it, and you, you can interpret this in a million ways, on De Gea's Twitter, he's put the yawning emoji based on all the talk. Now, a lot of people are interpreting that in different ways, Trav, you know, as you do with an emoji, but this is a fascinating one. And obviously, that's led to all the talks. Um, and Nana from Inter has been linked heavily. They're in talks with him. They're still interested in Jordan Pickford as well. And the, the other thing that we had just before coming on, Trev, United have blocked Tom Heaton, their third-choice keeper, going to Luton. They have blocked that move. It was all set to happen, but a lot saying it's because of the uncertainty with De Gea and no one knows what's going to happen. But I've never heard a goalkeeper scenario or saga like this before. It is utterly mental. It's very weird, Dave, because, I mean, like you say, I mean, I, I know an awful lot of people have been frustrated with his form in in maybe recent season seasons. But he's also a guy who was, uh, you know, their best player for many, many campaigns. So it seems like a shabby way to treat the fella. Um, and I, like you, I think if I was in his position, haven't been as loyal a servant as I was and as important as I was to that club when they weren't exactly uh, in their prime years, I think I'd be uh, taking the hump as well and maybe wondering when I join uh the two bobs and uh, and and take a check elsewhere. So that's going to be interesting to watch. And it does seem, like I say, quite shabby the way that you've described it there. Um, you mentioned Onana. I know there's also rumours around Raya, Pickford, um, Caicedo I mentioned, and Mason Mount. So talk us through what other business United may or may not be doing uh, as far as we know. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing 
on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, you mentioned it before, and it is literally a sort of hot off the press, literally, as we've been talking as it's come through, that United and Chelsea, after various back and forth, have agreed a fee for Mason Mount, which could rise to £60 million in total. The other thing that Jason Burt of the Daily Telegraph said is, and maybe this tells you why he didn't pick us, I know people say Champions League, but wages-wise, Trev, an initial 250 grand a week, which could rise to 300,000 pounds. We know United are massive wage payers. We know how that's gone for them. So we'll see how it goes overall. It probably, if I'm being honest, Trev, also ends the Caicedo game for them because naturally, as, as the impasse hit with Mount, there was, you know, they, they kind of leaked the stories to the press. People said about, oh, we'll switch to Caicedo. Now that the deal's agreed with Mount and with United's financial speculations, I mean, God, that ownership saga feels like it'll run until 2092, doesn't it, type of thing. No one knows, but you'd kind of think that ends the interest in Caicedo. But yeah, Mason Mount all set to be through the entrance door at Old Trafford any second. Yeah, that just feels right to me. I have to say that feels right to me as as a move and, and, and it's, how I kind of felt it would have gone right from the start, uh, even when he was being so heavily linked with us. Um, so I, I'm, I can't say I'm surprised. What I am surprised at, Dave, every week, is just when you think Chelsea can't get any matter, they do. And it would be fair to say, I think, from what you've found out, that there are many, many plates spinning in the vicinity of, of Stamford Bridge. Uh, there are many fingers crossed. Um, and uh, uh, let's say many, many lines of inquiry open. Um, I don't even know where to start here, but let's mention something along the lines of looking at maybe uh, at the new arrival from Villarreal, maybe having a look at the lads who've gone en masse to Saudi Arabia. Uh, and we've already kind of sort of talked about Mason Mount. So let's start there with the Jackson uh, um, um, deal and the three boys who have three high profile boys who are making their way to the Saudi money train. Christ, this is trying to, like you said, trying to find somewhere to start with this, but we'll go for it. As we say every week, hate the team. Love the transfer dealings. God bless Sweeney Todd. He just never quits. This guy is relentless. So remember, people, the context of 30th of June, financial fair play. That is the day and the context for everything with Chelsea. So pretty much, Trev, the deal is fully agreed with Nicholas Jackson from Villarreal as an incoming. He's had his medical. However, Trev, it is not the 30th of June, so he will not come onto the books just yet. He will be signed after the 30th of June. The Saudi, this is fascinating, Trev. Koulibaly, gone. Mendy, gone to Saudi. Ziyech, expected to be confirmed any second, literally. You know, it could even be as we finish in the show type of thing. The biggest thing that's come up as per the FFP rules and the way it's done with UEFA, etc. UEFA have confirmed to Chelsea, Trev, that because the Saudi window doesn't open to later than European, you know, the UEFA European window, sales to Saudi Arabia will not count for FFP. Oh. So that has thrown a massive spanner in Todd's works, and that's why you're starting to see things like, funny, have you noticed on the 29th of June how Mason Mount's been agreed all of a sudden? And we'll come on to other players as well, Trev, but... Christ, that's just the start, mate. We, you know, the tip of the iceberg we are here. There's so much to discuss. 
That is, it's wild, isn't it? I mean, we thought we're talking about almost in a blase way now, but it's wild that they're attracting players who are, you know, maybe they're not there now, but they certainly were within the last year or two at the very peak um, of, 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 of the European game. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, maybe it's not absolute peak Bobby Firmino but he's still fantastic Koulibaly was the most sought after centre half um, in the on the continent there for a little while we were linked with him um, but he was too expensive of course um, <clears throat> see Ekmendi these kind of guys it's, it is remarkable that's a lovely little piece of information there about how those transfers won't count that is very interesting of course that's going to have a massive knock on effect Um they are probably still very much the favourites, are they, for Caicedo? Uh, you know, I've heard one or two things about this. And the minute I saw Chelsea linked with them, I thought, yeah, well, if they want them, they'll probably get them. Because, uh, you know, London and the allure of that, the allure of Chelsea, they're not that far away from being uh, European champions. They have that wonderful squad. I would imagine it's an easy enough sell. Um but there are other stories that we can look at as well. You've mentioned a few people who are on the way out there. There's at least one more, one more that you called mm, two, three shows ago. Certainly, I think we, we flagged it up again last show. So talk us through the rest of the Chelsea business, if you can. Other deals we've known are almost done, like Kovacic heading to City, that type of thing. So talk to, talk us through the remaining um, uh, bit of, of, of Chelsea madness um, to, to, to finish this particular section. Yeah, just again, just insane. Because of obviously the Saudi implications, it's very much now a European business. So that's why we're seeing Chelsea sort of send players to the exit door. Like you said, Kovacic to City, done. Havertz to Arsenal, done. Mount United, about to be done. It does not stop there, Trev. Loftus-Cheek is in Milan. That's pretty much wanting to get done quite quickly. Pulisic is heading to Milan. That's the you know the biggest thing, one of the big updates we have. It's not even the main one, it's crazy, but one of the updates we've got. Like you said, they are still, we're being told, favourites for Caicedo. We've just got to wait to clear the books and get those through. This one, Trev, is absolutely insane. I was trying to get my head around this when I was told this. So it, people may have picked it up. Chelsea's owners have bought the large controlling control stage in Strasbourg, a French team, a division League Two, I think it is, League Two team in France. Would you like to guess, Trev, which club are now being strongly linked with a bid for a few Chelsea players? <laughs> oh man, it stinks, right? It really does. <laughs> Literally, I, I can't think of any way of describing it, but the latest we have is Malang Sarr, the, uh, the centre-back who was on loan to Monaco last season, is subject to a bid. I love the way they phrased it, subject to a bid. I mean, does Todd Bowley just have two phones that he picks up and answers himself and offers himself the I don't know how it works type of thing. I really don't, Trev. But, yeah, the, the other thing to keep an eye on is, do Chelsea send any players to Strasbourg? It, it's just absolutely insane. I mean, the weirdest thing I could say about this, Trev, is this might actually be their busiest week or the most things we can cover. And the top thing I will, you know, I have to be careful I would say this because we were speaking to, as you know, a renowned journalist about this. We were saying, like, how many deals have got Chelsea, or, you know, what Chelsea got on the go at the moment? The best way I can say it is you need four hands to count them. Put it that way, people. It is just insane. God bless Sweeney Todd. That's all I can finish with. It's tremendous. It's tremendous. And because that's ongoing, we know we're going to have absolutely wonderful fodder for this show for at least another couple of uh, weeks, if not months, as the summer pans out. Now, I mentioned uh, Kovacic heading to Manchester City and they are, um, as you say uh, in your notes here, with a nice little pun, uh, open for trading. they, they, were, they were involved with a bid for Declan Rice, which seemed to be real, uh, at least as far as I could work out. Um, and they decided to pull out because they thought it was too much money. That's the take I have. Correct me if I'm wrong in a second. Um, 
But that was interesting. And we know that um, they've lost Gundogan to Barcelona. And that was something that was flagged up early on. Um, and that Bernardo Silva may or may not be going. Um, so that's a couple of fairly important players, to say the least, for them. But it does look, like I said, there's going to be at least one major player coming in the door. And they've been linked. And again... I th- always thought this was the most likely destination for this guy with Kvardial and a player that Liverpool were also heavily linked with over the last while. So talk us through City and what they're up to. Yeah, they, we, we know they're not short of a, a few bob, as we say, Trev, and things are now happening big time at City. So like you said, Gundogan gone on the free to Barca. The rights bid, yeah, it was, it was all over by reliable sources like Ornstein, etc., that they made a bid, but wouldn't match Arsenal's and Rice always preferred that so whether that was to smoke them out who knows but it's not happened and they made a bid Bernardo Silva the big expectation that and again it's an expectation doesn't mean it's a reality is that Bernardo Silva will make a decision next week there's real suspicion Trev honestly this is the interesting one that he will pick Saudi do you know what I mean that is a I mean it's a little rat as far as I'm concerned and that's terrible to say but I don't care but as a player, he's top class. He's into his peak years, you would argue. So Saudi Arabia get a, you know, a top class player in his peak years. You know, maybe that changes the way people look at it. I don't know, but he's got options. Like you said, annoyingly, a player that loves us, Gavardiol, looks like he's all set for that. There's an expectation for many journos. It's a when, not an if type of job. And then, yeah, like you said, another Liverpool link, Gabri Vega a player that we've been linked with. We know we've had talks with his agent, good old Pinnies Ami. City, apparently, and Romano and a few others are saying that really, really like this kid as an attacking A option. So if he, and it's City, you know, they can afford the release clause. You know, they're not us. Let's not dance around this at all. So if they want him, they will trigger it and they'll probably get him. So we'll be one to watch. I know you said you thought he'd probably end up there. So the signs are heading that way. Yeah, I, you know, and it will as 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 you know, it always does when we're linked with very very good footballers. It will always sting because uh, when they go elsewhere, because you 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 always sense it is a financial thing in the end that 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 swings the deal in the favour of a different club. You like to think that with Jurgen Club and the squad of footballers we have that. We'd always have been very much a destination club, at least perhaps until this season where we can't offer Champions League football. And, uh, you know, I, that I believe, Dave, was the only factor in why we didn't sign um, uh, uh, Kylian Mbappe for 300 million or whatever it was. I mean, people, what, what are you doing to yourselves? Uh, I actually, it was amazing. It, they, they, someone just wound that little thing up and let it off. I'm sure that the devilish smile on their face was something to behold. And of course it got bites. Of course people jumped on. Of course people used it to make their agenda points about why FSG are wonderful or awful. Um, God, it's it's tedious, Dave, that whole thing, isn't it? You know, like the whole, you know, we had an opportunity to, we didn't do it, cry, cry. You know, it's, it's silly stuff. Yeah, I, I can't really think of a another way of describing it. Silly stuff like we've been burned, we've been hurt so many times, but God, if you still believe in Mbappe things at this stage, there's only so much we can help you with all honesty people. Yeah, let, <laughs> let it go as it is. Let it go. <laughs> all right, so just to wrap up the Premier League then, uh, Spurs have done a deal that an awful lot of people are nodding their heads at and saying, yeah, that's a good move. That'll be good business. You can talk to us about that. Newcastle look like they've got a very decent footballer uh, into the club as well. And West Ham, who I was just reading about, uh, look like they've done a little bit of business uh, lately um i'm very interested in, in hearing what you have to say about that i just saw a couple of minutes ago uh something about west ham uh and actually sorry a second arrival for spurs as well so spurs doing making making a few moves um also maybe you might throw in here i i, I saw just before we went live a rumored bid for Harry Kane. If you've got anything to say about that, um, feel free to do that as well. So, uh, other PL business just to wrap up this second section. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what, because there's a bit on Harry Kane we've had, so I'll kind of save it for the Around Europe parks. I think there's a good few things to sort of mention there. But Spurs, like you said, Madison, 40 million. That's what the the report is, 40 million plus add-ons. No one knows what they are, so to speak. But seems to be a very popular signing with Spurs fans. You know, people will argue how good he is. Leicester went down, but he had good stats, etc. So, yeah, he's in the door for them. Also, and I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but Vicario, the keeper they've got from Empoli, just shy of 20 million. So Spurs have a new number one through the door. So they are doing business under Postacoglu. They are moving that way as well. Another club, like you said, Newcastle. An interesting one. The, the right back for Southampton have just gone down. Livramento, you know, the player they bought off Chelsea, had a horrendous time last season with injuries, you know, out most of the season, just came back at the end. But a player of real potential. So it'll be interesting to see if that gets done. The thing is, though, again, in low ball season, as we mentioned before, Trev, they went in with an approximately £12 million bid, the reports say. And naturally, Southampton are like, no, £25 million, half an hour, half an hour, £30 million type of thing. So it's an interesting one. West Ham, they are about to be absolutely loaded. The Mosoyet, they're, you know, Big day, can't believe himself. The Moisaya Kani, all that cash he'll have to spend. Whether they're lame is a different story, but Sakari's been mentioned. Harvey Barnes now is back on the agenda. We mentioned him right at the start of summer. Yeah. Don't be surprised if there's a bid there. Like, it, we don't always get it right. We are not pretending. We are not crowing. We are not ITKs. But at the same time, and a lot of these things seem to be coming to fruition that we've mentioned, Trev. So that's all we're doing, trying to get the info. It's not like we know the players or you know, the Albino cousin of a certain player or the age or anything like that. But fingers crossed, a lot is moving. And in the Premier League, Trev, I've said this word about 20 times tonight, insane. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. (laughs) This is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super-fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, Mac boxes and games consoles. Visit LibertyShield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, it doesn't honestly feel like hyperbole because we, we just go back and listen to what we just said about what's happening at uh, United, what ha- what's happening at Chelsea. Uh, and we have this uh, big money move for Rice, which is going to have all these knock-on effects. And it'll be interesting to see what that does to uh, West Ham. Will they solidify? Will they become, you know, a, a very solid side now um, In uh, off the back of that um, ball of cash that they've gotten for Declan Rice? Um, but yeah, I, it, also, uh, listeners, if you notice there in a piece of dramatic irony, uh, we had actual crows going past my window cawing, as Dave said, we're not crowing. That wasn't uh, special effects added by our producers afterwards. That was just nature taking the piss. Um, we'll finish with a look around Europe. And as you already alluded to, there is plenty to say here. And we'll probably start with the club that we knew were going to um, sort of keep us interested and uh, and occupied. And that's Bayern Munich. And this ties in with something you were mentioning earlier when I was talking about Spurs and outgoings. Yeah, it's, we, we kind of called them as a club to watch. Not always the most sexiest transfer-wise, but... They're, they're, they're doing things, Trev. That's the best way I can describe it this summer. So, yeah, and Plettenberg, Romano, all the big ones have said it's been turned down, but 
Bayern Munich have made a bid for Harry Kane, approximately 70 million plus a few add-ons. Now, that feels like a starting point, Trev, because obviously the Kane side was probably one that everyone's going to speculate on all summer. But Bayern, like the player, the player likes Bayern is what the reports say, essentially. The other big things that are just sort of factors-wise, we know he's got a year left on his deal. We know that... I can only assume Daniel Levy has nudes on him as he keeps getting to sign extensions at certain times, which make no sense whatsoever if he wants to win trophies. The other big thing that, you know, a few journalists have been talking about, Trev, is he's invested a lot of his money in a property development, like a dream home. We're talking tens and tens of millions he's building it. Now, the interesting thing, Trev, it's about 400 yards from Cobham which is Chelsea's training ground. So naturally, a lot of people are making assumptions, questions about that. We know Chelsea had an interest in him. But the other side to that is, it seems strange to be spending tens and tens of millions developing your dream home if you're going to move across to Munich anytime soon, isn't it? So that maybe answers its own story that I don't know. This one will rage all summer, it really will. Hernandez, like you said, very much not wanted a... Uh, Bayern set to go to, to PSG. Speculation it's about 45 million that that will get done anytime soon. Despite, and I mean this again, despite PSG Ultras protesting against his arrival. They do not want him, but we know the owners do not always listen to the Ultras, as we've seen recently. And then the other big piece of Bayern news, and I'll probably pronounce it wrong, so I'll keep it short. Kim, the Korean centre half for Napoli, you know. A player that's been liked by a lot, being absolutely instrumental in their title winning season. All the suggestions are he has agreed the deal with Bayern. That's who he's picked. They will activate his clause on the 1st of July and he will move there. So, honestly, it's fascinating. And that's before even talking about anything with Sadio, any other players. But it's going to be a lively summer in Munich, not until October there. Yeah, I've, I find it interesting that Kane thing. I was reading that as well about the the investment in the property and um, sort of golf course attached to it. Or it's there was something anyway. It was it was it, I I read that it was close to Cobham, and I I don't really understand why people think that Harry Kane, after remaining loyal to Spurs for so long when he could have gone to somewhere like United, would move across to Chelsea. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Equally, I think Bayern are probably wasting their time. I, I just have a feeling about that. I, I know if I was Harry Kane and I was as highly rated and as uh, talented as that guy is, I'd be disappointed in myself if I didn't give it a go at like a genuinely top club. And you, you can imagine things going very well for him at Bayern Munich, but maybe he's just one of those homebody types. That's possibly it's, it's as simple as that. Um, and, you know, as you say, sounds like he's just literally building his nest so I, 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 I it would be strange if he was to go off but um, maybe the little voice in his head saying hey lad you need to do something you know before your career is over might win in the end we'll watch with interest now the Saudi cash has been remarkably um, um, prevalent and influential and uh, persuasive when it comes to luring big name players and even ones who are at the prime of their careers uh, being sorely tempted. We talked last year, uh, last week about one and you mentioned there a few seconds ago Bernardo Silva's kind of teetering on the edge there as well. But some people are turning Saudi cash down. Uh, it's interesting what they're opting for uh, instead. Now, I wanted to talk about um, where Angel Di Maria is headed. Uh, Sergio Busquets is probably not so surprising why he's turning down the Saudi money because there's a, an angle there that we've already alluded to on previous shows. And it sounds like um, Griezmann as well is knocking back some Saudi cash. Uh, Milinkovic Savage as well. And Modric, who you had talked about was it last show or the show before who was being very kind of cagey and almost kind of quietly smug when he was being asked about like so what's the story uh luca where are you going to end up he was like i'll tell you what i need to tell you i know what's got what's happening i know what i'm going to do and it looks like he does and it's an interesting decision on his part so walk us through some of those names who are steering clear of the saudi cash and heading elsewhere yeah, they don't quite fit the narrative or the easy story, do they, that everyone's taking the Saudi cash. So, yeah, let's start from the top. Like you said, Angel Di Maria, 
That is very much a return to Benfica. So he's turned down the Saudi cash, wants to stay at the main team in Europe. Busquets, like you said, I've always got images of, and this is one for the dads a bit, Trev, him and Messi strolling down in their colourful blazers, you know, like Sonny Crockett type of thing, Miami Vice, down the strip. But he has joined Lionel Messi in Miami, so he's gone there. Griezmann, he was one that they asked about, and he's got, you know, it was publicly known. He's got that small release clause about 25 million. Said no, wants to stay in mainland Europe. Like you said, probably pronounced this wrong, but Milankovic Savic, the Lazio midfielder, you know, the giant one, staying there. Modric, yeah, there was a lot of speculation as to, to what he would do, but turns out he's renewed for a year. He already knew it, we didn't. So we all have that news now as well. And even once today, Trev, literally the update that Brozovic, the inter midfielder, or the one whose contracts expired, it was all suggested he was pretty much getting ready to, to pack his bags for Jeddah. However, very much he put a few emoji, you know, emojis out, then he put an Instagram post. And as the news has followed from Romano and others, may well set to, you know, not guaranteed, but is looking at staying in Europe. So it's just important to sort of balance things out because when everyone says, oh, everyone's taking the Saudi cash, mm, not quite every retiree is heading that way. Eh? Balance to it as well. Yeah, I, I, I think if I was Sergio Busquets and I had the option, like you said, to don my pastel um, blazer, pull up the sleeves just to below the uh, elbows and stroll around Miami uh, was getting paid a fortune and maybe getting a little bit of an apple kickback. I'd make that decision, too, if I was playing with Leo Messi. Um, <clears throat> that doesn't that's borderline no brainer because I, I'm sure there's plenty of money involved on so many levels there and of course you know Miami uh, so yeah that's 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 interesting um, and and as you say it's important for us to point out to people who have decided not to take uh, the, uh, the the bags of gold uh, and to to remain for slightly smaller bags of gold in different places um, Luka Modric playing on a Real who'd have thunk it um, probably most people uh, if, if, if they're being honest and then finally then we have Milan doing bits uh, and doing bits specifically around uh, the uh, sibling of a lad that we've mentioned on many shows before uh, and possibly a few other deals. But talk to us briefly about uh, Turam, who is heading away from Milan uh, for remarkably near neighbours. Yeah, it's a crazy one, this. Yeah, so... Big brother Marcus, not Kepron. It was, you know, free from Bruce Munch and Gladbach. All the suggestions were he was heading to AC Milan, who seem to be in a spiral at the moment. I mean, they've sacked Maldini. They've sacked their other sort of sporting director that way as well. You know, Jerry Cardinal, it's not gone well there. Tonale set to leave to Newcastle at any time. That's expected to happen. And then look at this one. All expected to wrap it up with Marcus. However, <laughs> I'll stay at the same stadium, but I'll play for the blue side. So, yeah, all agreed a deal, Trev, with Inter Milan. Absolutely crazy. Again, another one. Everyone expects him to sign for Racy. No, he'll flip to Inter, that type of thing. So, again, the speculation is that Inter will pay what he wants. is in the £10 million sign-on fee, give him decent wages. So, pinched him, you know, right from under the nose of their fiercest rivals. So, do you know what? Even that, it's not even in the top 10 headlines that we've been through this week, but it probably summarises just how mental a week it has been. Insane. Just going to keep saying it. Insane. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, we, it feels like we've fired around more information than we even usually do on this one. Uh, and the, the interesting thing about it is if you go back and visit all those stories, Dave, it's all just teeing up potential for more madness and for more um, um, uh, comings and goings. Uh, of course, we're always going to be most interested in the Liverpool ones. And just to wrap up for the show and get your feeling on the our own club specifically, you know, you were lo- you were talking about this June thirtieth deadline. We know now that the, um, uh, the 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 international tournament that some of the players that we've been interested in uh, is is starting to wind down. Uh, 
are you expecting honestly from what you've been hearing around from all the people you talk to and and, and just so listeners know uh, Dave does talk to a lot of people who are who are very much the ones receiving the um the the information um do you think it's likely that we're going to have a little bit of a flurry of business and maybe bring it back to how likely or hopeful you are about the Sabozlai thing, given what you found out today about the agent in the city? I, I am trying to stay balanced with Big Don Trev. I really am, because we know what happened with a certain other player and we got hurt, didn't we, type of thing. So I'm just trying to stay balanced about players that there's a strong link with who I really like and I want to be at our football club. I'm really trying to stay balanced on that and not jump ahead. I think, as, as journalists have said, even on Media Masters today, David Lynch, that, yeah, absolutely. He's a bit, the player is of interest. There's no doubt at all. However, you know, we can only go off, off what we're told, as we said, that Newcastle seems to be apparently favourites, you know, that it very much not just to to jump that this is happening, even though I'm desperate to believe it's true. I really am. The agent thing is interesting, like you say, but as it was also put to me, Trev, because the agent's speaking to Liverpool, Newcastle's not a million miles away, is it? Let's be honest. It's a drive, a train, however you want to put it. So it's important to keep that in mind at the same time. I, I, I Well, I think business will happen soon, but what I think doesn't matter. As journalists are telling us, yeah, Liverpool are doing their due diligence. You know, it's the same, it almost feels like the same old lines, but it's true. It's just because the moves aren't public doesn't mean things aren't happening in private. Additionally, it's about price and availability, getting your ducks in a row, whatever platitude you want to use. Liverpool know what it will take for these players. However, Trev, it's FSG. And knowing what it will take for these players against paying what it will take for these players is a completely different thing. And we know with a monitoring interest, all the other lines that we hear time and time again, we just don't know what's going to happen. And people aren't going to want to hear the need to be patient. I get that. We all want transfers through the door. We all want them now. We're going to have to be a little bit patient because let's be honest, we cannot control it. And on the second point, listen, we'll all go crazy as if they don't happen. So it's a watching brief. Let's wait and see. That is the best I'm afraid I can offer right now. Yeah, basically, hold on to your butts, folks. It's going to be uh, it's going to be one of those summers, um, at least at the very least. And I, it's, uh, I'm, I'm speaking directly to some of my good friends on Twitter who I know are absolutely done with patience <laughs> but at the very least it seems that there are tangible links to good players who are gettable so we will lean into that for now and all that remains is for me to say for an absolute mountain of info as ever thanks very much dave no worries pleasure bud we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, We'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.